Shaykhin Yirab wa Shaykh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaytan Ar-Rajim Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Wa Bihi Nasta'in Wa Salatu Wa Salamu Ala Sayyidina Wa Nabiyina Muhammad Wa Ala Ahla Baytah Al-Tayyibin Al-Tahirin Amongst the most beloved qualities a human being can attain is the quality of humility. And standing in opposition to humility is arrogance and pride, and God knows that nobody likes the arrogant nor the proud. In an advice of Luqman that he gives to his son, as mentioned in chapter 31 of the Holy Quran, the advice was so beautiful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made mention of it within his book. Luqman tells his son, وَلَا تُسَأِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ O oh my son, do not turn your face away from people in contempt, nor walk on this earth in a way that you're demonstrating your arrogance. For surely God does not love those who are self-conceited, and those who boast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the nature of, hum- of the human being, and that sometimes we don't necessarily have to speak in order to demonstrate our arrogance over other people. It's important to be cognizant of the fact that He knows that which is within our heart. And during the holy month of Ramadan, and when, re- when in reality we should be working toward really being cognizant of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is vigilant over each and every one of our actions, we need to make sure that we're not comparing ourselves with people around us and taking a look at our own acts of worship and looking at those, for instance, who can't necessarily keep up with fasting every single day. You don't know what other people's excuses or challenges are. But if you're going and you're making dua in the darkness of the middle of the night and weeping out of fear and out of awe of the presence of God, you don't need to go and take that to work, to school, to your community the next day and tell anyone what you're doing because in reality we're all on a path towards seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, that energy that we're gaining in terms of inspiration from acts of worship and obedience should never allow for us to see others, those around us, as being less than us in the eyes of God. And it's important to understand that the very first crime that was ever committed in God's kingdom was that pride of arrogance. Because it was Iblis, Shaytan, who refused to bow to Adam when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed him to do so. And he responded toward God, خَلَقْتَنِي مِن نَّارٍ وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِن طِينٍ That you created me from fire and you created him from dust. And if you were to bring any child and tell them, look at fire and look at a pile of dust, they would naturally be more attracted to the fire because of its light, because of its energy, because of its heat. It looks more attractive than a pile of dust or a pile of clay. So perhaps, logically, Satan was looking at it in an appropriate manner. But it was him thinking that he was better than Adam because of his physical appearance or because of that which he was created from that allowed for him to be shaitan. And in contradiction 
we see that Adam is known as Khalifatullah fi Arul. He is the vicegerent of God on the earth. It's important that we are really working during these days and nights of the holy month of Ramadan to making sure that we're ridding ourselves of any sort of pride and any sort of arrogance. Because again, we don't need to even go and say to someone, but think about who you are within yourself and the way that you look at people and the way that my heart might see others and those around me. Maybe because of the color of my skin. Maybe because I'm a man and the way that I might look at women. Maybe because of your acts of worship. Maybe because of the degrees that you have. Maybe because of the education that one might have attained. Whatever it might be, try to curb those things which bring forth pride to yourself and realize that it doesn't matter how many degrees that I have. And it doesn't matter how many nights I spend in worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if I'm not be doing it sincerely, then I don't even know if God's going to accept it. It's important that we're in a state of humbling ourselves because so much of the month of Ramadan and abstaining from food and drink for all of these hours that we are is in reality a demonstration of absolute and utter submission toward our Creator. But when we allow for any sort of pride to enter, that's when we can do a great deal of damage, not only to ourselves, but all of those around us. And what we find is that amongst the most beautiful qualities of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam and his immaculate family, the Ahlul Bayt, alayhi salatu wasalam, was just how simple that they were. And how humble that they were even in front of those who they were the leaders of. The Holy Prophet ﷺ would make sure to sit with the isolated and marginalized people of his communities. He would walk with them, he would talk with them, he would eat with them. He humbling himself in front of those who were the most humble within community allowed for them to be amongst the first supporters of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. When you go and take a look at the first people who became Muslims in the earliest days in Mecca, the first group of individuals were slaves. Because they didn't gain any respect in that community, but it was the Holy Prophet ﷺ who came and humbled himself to those which allowed for them to come toward the religion of Islam. The Holy Prophet ﷺ, he would treat women appropriately for the very first time in that classical civilization in pre-Islamic Arabia, where as we know, women were buried alive at the time of their births. But it was the Holy Prophet ﷺ who eradicated such a practice, thus allowing for women who again were isolated, marginalized members of that community who went and who came toward the service of the religion of Islam and toward the support of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. What makes him so incredible, what makes him so unique, is the fact that even though he's God's greatest creation, even though he is God's vicegerent on the earth, even though he is the one who spends time with the angels who come forth and bring revelation to his home, even though he eventually became the head of state in the holy city of Medina, it was the holy prophet ﷺ who would shake the hands of everyone around him. 
and he would sit with anyone who wanted to sit with him. And he would be in a state of conversation with any of those who desired to converse with him without any shred of pride or without any shred of arrogance. And he states in particular tradition, indeed humility increases the dignity of one endowed with it. Be humble and God will honor you. And another tradition, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, he states that the ugliest of vices that a human being can attain is the vice of arrogance. And another tradition, he states, Man The one who honors himself or the one who humbles himself in front of God, God will honor him in front of the people. And that's what it comes down to. If we want to really desire to eradicate the prejudices and the arrogances and the pride and the racism and the discrimination that we have within our own hearts and within our own souls during these days and during these nights of the holy month of Ramadan, it starts with humbling ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be in a state of recognition that I'm a creation and that He is the absolute creator. And through acts of worship, through literally going down on the ground and prostrating ourselves in front of Him and doing it in a state of absolute sincerity, not in a state of ritual like we often do, but in a state of absolute sincerity, that's absolute submission. And that's a way to we're demonstrating our humility in front of Him and when we're humble in front of God, and we begin to take a look at our own selves before looking at the actions of others, then and only then can we begin to start to eradicate the prejudices and the arrogance and the pride that we have within our own selves. In a dua of Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam, in a, the dua known as dua makaram al-akhlaq, he states, supplicating to God, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala. All praise and all blessing be upon Muhammad and his family. Wala tarfa'ni fin nasi darajatan illa hatatani in the nafsi mithlaha. He says, O oh Allah, do not raise my rank in the eyes of the people around me unless you've lowered me within my own self. It's important to be in a state where people respect us because everyone loves to be loved and everyone loves to be honored and everyone loves to be respected and everyone loves to receive words of encouragement and words of consolation. Naturally, we want to be the best at our profession, the best at whatever it is that we do, but not at the expense, again, where it begins to build up the seed of pride and arrogance within our hearts. Thus, in this particular supplication, Imam Zainul Abidin he states, Oh Allah, if you're going to raise me in front of the people and that and those within my community are going to honor me, then make sure that you allow for me to see less about myself. Meaning what? That when you take a look and you see people loving you and they're adoring you and they're respecting you and they're honoring you, in reality, we don't, again, want to allow for those words of praise to feed into our ego. Thus, it should rather allow for us to think about 
all of our wrongdoings and all of our flaws and all of our sins. Not in a way that we begin to feel bad about who we are and not in a way that we don't feel encouraged in regards to whatever it is that we've accomplished, but rather in a way that we begin again to humble ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because humbling in ourselves in front of Him allow for ourselves to really have all of those spiritual diseases of pride and arrogance completely eradicated from our souls. It is said that one day Jesus, alayhi salam, Prophet Isa, was in a gathering with his disciples. And he would call them one by one, and then he would go to the ground, bring a bucket of water, and begin to clean their feet. They would state, O oh Isa, why is it that you are washing our feet when in reality you are God's representative on earth? We should be doing that for you. To which he responded, By doing this, I'm humbling myself in front of God, reminding myself that I'm just a servant. I'm a servant of my community, and I'm a servant of my humanity. And then at the same time, he says in the same way that I'm humbling myself in front of you, I want you to be humbled in front of God, whereby you are seeing your prophet act in such a way, so hopefully you will also realize the important impact that you need to make within your community but again, that starts by humbling oneself. In another narration from Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib, salam, he states, Be humble to people, meet them gently, and receive them with a cheerful face. It's important that people, specifically in positions of leadership, be it in community, be it at work, be it at school, wherever it might be, that we're just making the best effort toward allowing different entry points to enter into our proximity. Because that's when we have the opportunity to not only change our own hearts, but those around us. And again, it starts with humbling ourselves in front of those around us. Meaning what? It means literally to go and to treat every single person at the mosque during the month of Ramadan, at work, at school, in the same exact way, whether they be young or whether they be old. Because that's the etiquette and the action of the Holy Prophet And when we go toward really understanding this particular vice and this particular really horrific quality that one can attain in terms of arrogance, during the month of Ramadan, again, so much of what we do in terms of worship and so much of what we do in terms of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just about demonstrating our submission to Him. It's just by willing to reach out and to be the best of His servants. As we recite in dua, Allahumma j'alni min ahsani abidika nasiban innak. Oh Allah, allow for me to be the best of your servants. Servanthood starts with us being in a state of humbling ourselves in front of our Creator. And again, in the words of Ali ibn Abi Talib, if we're putting forth our very best effort toward humbling ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know that He is the one who is responsible for honoring you in front of your community. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to eradicate the vice and the disease of our hearts, that of arrogance and pride. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who are humble in walking in the footsteps of the Holy Messenger, the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, 
and his immaculate family, the Ahlul Bayt, alayhim salatu wassalam. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahum ala muhammadin wa ala baytah tayyibin al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.